Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Uh, Will, I've had the opportunity to uh, watch TV again. It's, oh, yeah? Uh, what are you watching? It's a point now where, um, well, uh, lots of stuff. I, I haven't seen The Last of Us um, or The Bear, but I did finish White Lotus, two series of White Lotus. Um, I've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries. Mm-hmm. And I also rewatched an old classic, The Sixth Sense. And I have a question for you. Okay. Let's just Bruce Willis this. is dead the whole time. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Everyone knows the premise of The Sixth Sense. The key to solving the mystery of why the ghosts are appearing to Cole is that the ghosts are coming to ask for help. They want help solving their own death, you know, either telling a, live, a, a living relative that they love them or, you know, I, I was killed by my scheming stepmother or whatever. That's the premise, right? Sure. Ghosts only appear to Cole to get some kind of karmic justice or to farewell a loved one. Mm-hmm. I feel there like is you're a scene. making a very elementary mistake here, which is thinking that M. Night Shyamalan plots make <laughs> any sense, that they're not just about the trick and the twist and that everything else in the universe is logically consistent. Well, this is a bit – you would argue like The Sixth Sense is his most watertight film, right? Like it's the one that just seemed – you know, it's the one that made his career and he sort of spent – the rest of his career trying to live up to. There's just a little moment. I've seen this film like dozens of times that I just struck me as odd. And it's the scene where it's sort of in the first act or, you know, maybe in the second act early in the film where they're establishing that Cole's this outsider and that, you know, he's this bullied kid. And there's this creepy scene where he's in class with his classmates and the teacher is leading the class, um, you know, looks at Cole and Cole's like, why are you staring at me? And the teacher's like, I'm not staring at you, Cole. And he's like, stop staring at me. I don't like when people stare at me. And the teacher's like, hey, just calm down, Cole. And Cole starts having this episode. And Cole starts screaming at him, stuttering Stanley, stuttering Stanley. And the teacher's like, how did you how did you know that name? Stuttering Stanley. Stuttering. And then the, the teacher freaks out and like, get out of here, you freak or whatever, right? Okay. So with what we know about Cole, uh-huh. and it goes only Peter Cole to get some kind of cosmic justice or to tell a loved one that they love them. Is there one ghost in Philadelphia that was like, you know what I want to do with my afterlife powers? That fucking stuttering Stanley needs to hear it one last time. (laughs) Fuck that motherfucker. If only there was a kid that could commune with the dead. Ah, here we go. Perfect. No, no, I don't want any help solving my own murder. It's fine. I just want to bully someone again from beyond the grave. (laughs) Just one last time. Just want to see that little fucking nerd stuttering Stanley cry in front of a group of kids 
one last time. I, I, it's obviously politically incorrect to make fun of someone for having a stutter or a stammer these days, but I am undead and I am from a different time. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come back and make a modern kid use a slur. That's my dream as a guy. <laughs> I mean, is there any instance in which, like, with it, with according to the rules of the film, which is ghosts only appear mm-hmm. to cold to get some kind of cosmic justice? Yeah. Is there a reason for this ghost to bully this? Like, why is this teacher getting a drive-by on the road to justice? Or, I guess the other thing is that Cole misunderstood <laughs> what the ghost was saying. Like, maybe the ghost had only recently died yeah. and was, you know, had all this information, was frantic about, like, what he needed to tell Cole. And then he's like, he sort of, as he's like, and, and then, like, you know, two guys jumping from behind. And then, like, he glances at the teacher and sort of realizes, oh, my God. I used to know that. I was just good. They got stuff, you know, and Stuttering didn't mean Stanley. to mm. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the one thing fucking Cole picks up on is Stuttering Stanley. I mean, the idea that people from beyond the grave are still acting like teenage girls and just wanting to bully people at school <laughs> is a more interesting movie, perhaps. He should have made like The Seventh Sense where it was just about ghosts that were visiting Cole to just get payback from something that had happened in their lives. Well, I, I remember before mum died, you know, I said to her, like, I think it's on the podcast I did with her. I was like, you know, like, if you, you said, can. You promise me one thing. <laughs> you find a kid who has paranormal <laughs> abilities and you deliver me a message. <laughs> you bully this kid one last time. Now, I said to mum, like, um, you're allowed to contact me if it's not in a creepy way. Like, I don't want fucking furniture moving on its own or, you know, something written in the steam of my bathroom mirror. Well, mm. anything where you might see me naked, I don't want any of that shit. Like, mm. if you're going to contact me, it's like just a respectful, like, clear cut, no cryptic, oh, what does this pendant mean? And then I have to go find an old man who lives in a lighthouse and then there's a dusty box and then that leads me to blah, blah. You know what I mean? No Just fucking- ominous, mysterious, cryptic clues. Like, no you don't cryptic want, like, clues. I saw what you did in the bathroom last night. Yeah. <laughs> you, make, you are a raised Catholic, you filthy, <laughs> dirty little pig. How do you I'm, I'm here with the, I'm here with the baby Jesus right now and he <laughs> yeah. is in tears. You have made <laughs> him cry. <laughs> He's shaking his head. He can't. I mean, how many times in one day do you need to do that? Like, disgusting. <laughs> Grow up. You are an adult. You're almost. You are closer to death. And trust me, I have info on this. You are closer to death than you are to birth. You don't need to be emptying out so much life force. You pervert. <laughs> That's what the baby Jesus said. He said to pass that on. But I just want like they had the uh, uh, up in the Northern Rivers. They had the Starlight Festival on about a month ago. Which is what's a the Starlight New Festival? Age- Hey, what is the Starlight Festival? It's a new age festival. It's like a three-day event in one of the towns here and they have like – so you pay like a cover charge and that gives you three-day access to like talks and meditations and um, sound healing and there's this sort of hallway, like the Great Hall of Psychics where you can go in and get your aura photographed or, you know, get some sort of like, you know, dowsing sticks put – I don't know know how any of this shit works. And so um, I went along. It would be good if they had the equivalent thing for actual medical professionals, though, right? So <laughs> if rather healthcare than fest. A, yeah, healthcare fest, where like you play a cover charge and then you walk around and there's like dentists, 
therapists, you can actually go and actually get some proper medical attention, right? That's a fucking great idea. You could, And you could see it happening in America. Like it's so crass and craven that you would monetize the desperate state of the American healthcare system. But we should hey, totally you guys going to hospital? Are you guys going to hospital loser? Little palooza. Hospital palooza. Hospital palooza. It's tough to hospitalooza. say. Hospitalooza. Hospitalooza. You guys going to hospitalooza? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's the country where it would, would it shock you to find out that like all these kind of like medical professionals and stuff have banded together in America to like for a one time cover charge, three days of whatever treatment you need. If that happened in America, you'd be like, oh yeah, that, that I could see that happening. I mean, I think it's not even the worst idea for like a disaster zone, right? Like if somebody's been, like if there's been an area that's been flooded or people have been, you know, rehoused into some sort of condition, the idea that you could just get a bunch of medical professionals down there and people could come in and wander around and like get well, that's the help without that borders, they need. Right? That's, isn't that Doctors Without Borders? They go to kind of like um, war zones and impoverished areas and they will they will just like give out free medical care like that's yeah. sort of a I think our plan is more like doctors without degrees yeah people who didn't finish the entire <laughs> well, the Dr. degree Dr Nick Riviera hospitalizer <laughs> yeah. is that what you're saying but they've, got, but they've got the gist like they did the yeah. first 3 years they yeah, can yeah. still give you a more informed opinion than like your average like Joe Blow off the street but they're yeah. not fully blown medical professionals well, it's like when I was at uni, there was a uh, beauty school you could go to on the shopping mall nearest uni where they had hairdressing students. So if you wanted to pay 10 bucks, you could get a haircut. But what was acknowledged in that exchange is it might be fucked. <laughs> so that's hospital loser is, yeah, sure, you can go get a cancer diagnosis, but, you know, he might fucking, you know, say you're all clear and, and, and you're not. Yeah, look, you need to get your spleen removed, but like- we're not sure if he knows what a spleen is. We can yeah. definitely guarantee you'll take something out. Yeah. I mean, are the instruments sterilized? Mm, I can really tell. Is that, is that guy trying to perform surgery with a pen knife? Yeah. That's hospitalooza, baby. Yeah, doctors without degrees. That's what you signed up for. I mean, I we really shouldn't be joking about that. This, uh, of course, is Australia's number one medical podcast. Sorry, number one with medical professionals. And uh, we haven't had one right in for a while. I don't know why that is, Will. Do you think that their attention is drawn to other th- other, other issues? Is there it's anything else going time. on in the world? Of yeah, a busy time in the healthcare community, so they probably don't have idle time to be writing to podcasts. But So Starlight Festival is a version of that, but this is like healers in other sense. This is your sort of your mythical, your mystical healers. The blend of like I would, what, what you would say is like legit, you know, practical holistic healing like meditation mm-hmm. classes and um, massage and things like that mm. and then the more woo woo mm. we can tell what your dog's aura is and you know this is what you should do about that yeah excuse me excuse me sir could i interest you in some mumbo or some jumbo yeah. we have both so here's the thing right and and we've talked about this a lot on the show yeah. is like you know, I'm a, I'm a skeptic and all that kind of stuff, but I want to believe, like more than anything. You know, that's why I do those shows with Ben Clay on on Fofop. Is like I love talking about the supernatural, and I'm just desperate for an experience. I just love one convincing experience. Um, but Jem, on the other hand, is like, we well, you know what? When I go see a psychic, it brings things up, and I don't necessarily know if I believe them, but I just like to kind of hear things from like a, a like a cheaper therapy in a way. Well, mm-hmm. in some instances, not cheaper. <laughs> uh, 
So we go along and I'm like, I take my brother, he, he's up visiting, and I, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking be open-minded bloody mm-hmm. Ollie, uh, if that's a character, open-minded Ollie. I'm just going to be loosey-goosey, man. Like, just walk in, you know, it's fun. It's like being at, at Disneyland. Go speak to a psychic and hear some things about you and, and you'll have a great time. I couldn't do it. I paid the cover charge and I walked in and I started walking. Firstly, why do they all dress the same? Like they're always, and, you know, not sort of, not stereotyping, but <laughs> they're always middle-aged women in these kind of flouncy dresses with crystals and lots of jewellery and stuff. There's, it's not, they should be like stage magicians. I want like a steampunk psychic. I want like a fucking business suit psychic. I want a black skivvy psychic. I want like the whole Give me all different archetypes, but they're all the same kind of psychic. I think that what you're talking about is two different things. So basically, I think for the people who are going to those psychics, they expect them to look a certain way. In the same way as if you walked into a doctor's surgery, they all dress in some sort of familiar outfit, some variation on a theme, so that when you go in there, you go, this is the place where... Not at Hospitalooza. It's Burning Man outfits. Always Mufti Day at (laughs) Hospitalooza. Have you ever had had a prostate exam from a guy in black leather chapless pants? Well, you could also get that at Burning Man, so it's fine. Um, Okay, yes. So I think that part of it is that is the experience that people have signed up for. But I think that what you're seeing is an opportunity to expand the psychic universe. So in the same way as there are – because – for example, if, say, for there's a psychic who's going to be involved in like trying to track down a missing person or these mm. sort of things that you hear about, that's when you want your, your psychic who doesn't look like a psychic. Yeah, you want okay. someone who just walks in looking like Anthony Robbins. Like they still look a little different, yes. like they have something, a way about themselves, well, but, but you want them sort of dressed in that – you know, you're just like, oh yeah, okay. This is like a this is like a modern day psychic. This is like a psychic that I can take to my business meetings. Yeah, I said, well, it's sort of like that. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of wrestling documents. I mean, isn't that what a futurist is in any way? That's basically a futurist, is what I'm describing. Well, what you're describing is a futurist, but I was thinking more like if I had to embark on this career as a psychic, mm-hmm. like you know, what's my point of difference? And I was like. Well, I'm a guy who's skeptical because it's always the same shit. It's some kind of Camilla type gown and crystals and jewelry and dyed red hair and all blah, blah, blah. I want some legitimacy. So I've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the attitude era was the sort of point at which wrestling was like, you know what? We're done with the superhero, the loud costumes and stuff. We want some reality. We want wrestlers to feel like real people. And that's when you get like a stone called Steve Austin. So my psychic would be the fucking dude who's disgruntled about being psychic. Don't actually like doing this. I uh-huh. fucking am there because I'm down on my luck. You know, my wife and I have divorced. I've got to make fucking money somehow. And I've got this fucking gift, but I'm not here to fucking like mince words, you know, and I'm drinking beers and I'm flipping birds and shit like that. And I reckon there'd be so much cut through because if I was walking through that mall and there was just one, like, you know, it was, Camilla dress after crystal, after dyed red hair, after cheap jewelry. And then there's just some dude just fucking kicking back. He's got like a leather vest on and some like torn denim jeans. He's got his boots up. He's drinking a beer. He's not even like, it's a hand painted like sign. He hasn't got any like Photoshop done or anything. I'd be like, well, this is intriguing. This guy's not trying. So let's fucking check out what this guy has to say. I like the premise of someone who's genuinely psychic, but does not want to be psychic. It sucks. I think that's actually 
that's a premise. Like, uh, particularly if your premise is that this person is amongst a bunch of charlatans, that most yeah. people who pretend to be psychics are just doing cold readings and able to be able to like tell people you know, make educated guesses and tell people what it is that they want to hear. And if you make enough good guesses, some of them are true. And it feels like, I mean, when I'm on stage doing my improvised shows, sometimes I'll have a guess at what somebody's life circumstance is. And it's really just based on whatever you've observed of them in. And often I can get it entirely right to the point where even I like am on stage going, do I have psychic powers? <laughs> <laughs> and so you realize that if you develop that part of you, you could become a really effective, you know, I mean, I guess that was the premise of that TV show, The Mentalist, right? Yeah. Like that he was genuinely able to cold read people and he was, he, you know, had had used it whatever way in his life and then he was using it to help solve crimes as some way of paying paying back the sense that, you know, he had betrayed people or, you know, misled people in his previous life. So, but this guy we're talking about isn't just great at cold reading. You're talking about someone who genuinely, genuinely. has the power of being a psychic yeah, but does I, not want to be a psychic. I think it's a trope that's been done. Like I think of uh, Michael J. Fox in The Frighteners. You know, He's sort of like a con man who has a relationship with the ghost and he gets them to do spooky things so he can come in and, and solve the problem. Or, But I'm thinking more just like not a, not a dude who's traumatized and drinking himself or drugging mm. himself to a point where he doesn't hear these voices in his head. It's just like... Have you ever like gone to see a mechanic or something who just fucking hates being a mechanic, but yep. they, they'll do the job and they can do it? It's like that. Just like he's not going to fucking make you feel better about you. He's going to make you feel stupid for a start. <laughs> right. And you sit down. It's like your father was John. Oh, my God. Is he speaking yeah. to you? No, you're a fucking middle-aged white guy. You know, <laughs> John is one of the most common fucking names. I'm, all right, let's get started with, you know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. Just like I'll to get you on the back foot because – I guess what any, it is, I need. any idiot could tell you what your dad's name was. Yeah. That's just guesswork. <laughs> yeah. So my psychic is just going to be a dude who's just like, yeah. fucking, all right, okay, shut up. Yeah, I'll tell him. And then yeah. like. You're 45, you're 45 years old and you're just like, oh my God, that's amazing. He goes, what are you talking about? I just got my assistant to Google it out the back. Like you gave me your name at reception. This is all information. This is not psychic stuff. I am yeah. a psychic, but this is just easy shit. We haven't started yet, you fucking moron. But then when you give the messages, because this is the thing um, about uh, the, the cryptic nature of it. This is the yeah. thing that I just made it impossible for me to part with my money is I just – because I went around and spoke to a few stall owners and stuff, and I was like, oh, you know, I just – it's, I'm just not getting, ironically, I'm not getting a good vibe. And I just, I, I understand it's all, even if it, this is Disneyland and it's all just for show and stuff, I just feel like my money would be spent. And it wasn't cheap too. Like it was 80 bucks for like half an hour. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like that seems like a lot of money for what, you know, I pretty much can guess for myself. But I just want a straight answer. Why is it always like someone's coming through it's an older gentleman. Like, just fucking say, hello, this is Norman F. Clawson. Yeah. I'm Charlie's father. I was there at his birth in blah, 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 you know. Like, just fucking just say it. Like, don't be some mysterious shadowy figure. I just And then be prompt. No clues about take this fucking, you know, watch to a, light, a man in a lighthouse, blah, 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 blah. Like, just, just in writing even. Sort of say, hey, look, I've got proof. Can we just skip the whole Oh, Charlie's going crazy. He's losing his mind. Blah blah blah. Like you know, the ghost, this is ghost handwriting. That's his signature. <laughs> Look at it, or something like that. Or take a photograph with me, or something like that. I know what you mean about the idea of like there's a message coming through, and this is the message. Like, 
my real will is behind the painting or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, really directly give me the information that you need to convey. But otherwise, what what can you convey in that short period of time that is important regardless? Like if, you know, if I went to a psychic and they were a genuine psychic and they only had, okay, let's say you're on the other side. So let's, you know, put yourself, yeah. you're your dad, you know, like, I, again, obviously I don't ever wish this upon you or your family, but let's just say that you have like died earlier, like Gemma and Iona are still alive. Iona goes to a psychic one day when she's a teenager and like, you know, this is your opportunity. Finally, you have an opportunity to be yeah. able to talk to her as yeah. like a teenager. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you, like, what are you trying to say from the other side in that moment? Like you have one shot at it. What are you trying to say? See your teacher up there. That motherfucker yeah. used to stutter back in primary school. <laughs> we always to call him stuttering Stanley. You, you Just say him. it one last, say it once. The kids will Go love on. it. You'll be you'll be the you'll be the queen of the school. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to coach my kid to be cool from beyond the grave, and everything. I'm just such a dinosaur. Everything I say gets her cancelled. It's all like he's a. There was a comedian yeah. called Andrew Dice Clay. It starts hickory dickory dock. <laughs> now this this guy, uh, when we were in high school, he got his testicles all twisted up. Now I'm going. I'll give you a name in a second that you're going to have to yell out. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Like, what would what is the urgent thing that needs to be said? I mean, if it's, you've been murdered, I understand that there's some urgency there, or they're in totally. danger. They're in danger. But you know, I would assume that like if it happened now, everything's good right now. I don't have any. There's no urgent messages to deliver. I would just want them to know what I hope they know. That is, I I love them and I will always love them. I mean, if I haven't express that i think it's a bit fucking late <laughs> you know that i've been hit by this fucking car yeah i mean yeah how fucking shallow are you dad like what are you, who are you, who are you trying to butter up in fact i think they would get suspicious <laughs> if a psychic said i've got your husband and your father here he says he love you it's like well that's a bit weird yeah. why, why is he it's fucking so insistent on why is he, he, he about that now yeah. <laughs> is he up there with marilyn who's he fucking up there <laughs> 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 yeah, it feels I like don't know if it's, because I don't know if you can punch a ghost in the dick, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> if the premise is that ghosts are only people who have unresolved things, like, you know, because otherwise, what is the premise? That all these people are living in some beyond space and time where they're like, if you're living in some. That's the premise. He Heaven like so the premise is that only ghosts are only ones that have something unresolved, right? And yeah, aren't able to pass on to the yes. Right. So the idea is then that if I'm at a psychic and like, you know, my dad comes through or like, you know, my granddad comes through or whatever, I immediately feel terrible about that because that means they're caught in some place where there's something right. unresolved and they can't move on, right? Like I, I don't want to hear from them. I want to go yeah. in there and get like no like I'm, we're getting no yeah. one. Yeah. Everyone you've ever met has happily passed on to the place that they need to be and they don't have anything unresolved and they're definitely not hanging around and watching you masturbate. It is you know, fine. They're in, they're in the good place. There's a great bit of circularity in that, Will, because my mum's attitude when I was a teenager was always like she wasn't one of those mums where I had to call her as soon as I arrived at so-and-so's house or, you know, when we got into the city, I had to call her whatever. Her philosophy was always if you're in trouble, that's when I'll hear about it. Until then, I'll just assume that everything's good. And it was a great lesson and it put more responsibility on me. So perhaps that's what my mum is telling me. 
by not contacting me. Everything's fine. Transferred over to the Eternal. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Having a great time. Like, there is a Tatsulotto ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that it's in the, my jacket pocket of the tweed jacket. <laughs> and the kid was a stutterer. Tell him he's a motherfucking stutterer. <laughs> what would it take for you to kind of Mm -hmm. believe because i was thinking about this afterwards i was like i've never had a psychic say anything to me that's made me go oh my god like you know and even if i saw a fully formed apparition walk through my wall i wouldn't immediately assume oh i saw a ghost i would start thinking fuck i'm crazy like i have some kind of mental illness like what would it take for you to believe to see or or interact with to believe okay yeah there are ghosts and you know there there's a holding pattern there's un- ghosts are these spirits that stay in this realm until they resolve their issues what would it take Oh, man, it did take a lot. Okay, so is, let's start is, with is, you, you start yeah. getting messages around the house. So, like, messages written in the steam of your mirror, like, help, Will, um, you know, things, mo- items <laughs> moving around. You come home and your, yeah. your items in your house have been moved around? Mm-hmm. No? Um, I don't think I'd notice for a while. They'd have to be pretty major items. Okay. Because right. I just assumed that it was me. I'd probably assume that I'd started sleepwalking and okay. I was like writing myself messages in the steam <laughs> on my mirror. No, I like immediately, I probably wouldn't notice for a start if they ha- started to be really big things. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, well, there's big things moving around. There's got my first premise is always there's got to be a logical explanation. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the logical explanation Occam's is at raising. the moment. But Ozcam, is it Ozcam's razor or Occam's razor? I believe it's uh, Ozcam is, is actually my internet service. <laughs> Occam's razor. Yeah. That, and often there are things in my life that I cannot explain. Because when people you know, talk to me about these things, they're like, but aren't there things that you can't explain in life? And often. Often there's things that I can't explain <laughs> yeah. in life. This, but, I have a podcast I've been doing for fucking 13 years. I can't explain. I don't immediately then assume that the answer to that question is that there are ghosts or that there's aliens or anything like that. I just assume there is a logical thing that we haven't understood or thought of yet. So at the start, that wouldn't be enough. Like I'd be a bit like you if they started to be things that I couldn't explain through any rational way. My immediate suspicion would be that I was having some sort of breakdown, like that I was, you know, experiencing some sort of mental illness. And that would be. I think that would be the first thing that I would go and get treatment for in that in that regard. Well, so what you need then is you need multiple witnesses. So you need to be, you know what I would need to be? At the grand final, 100,000 people at the MCG and a ghost appears and we all see it. We all see it. Like literally we see it, like the cameras pan down to the empty mm-hmm. goal square and there is just a um, um, Jim Jess. Dick, Dick Reynolds. <laughs> oh, Jim Jess. Is he still, he's still alive though, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, but this is a fictional scenario. Yeah, okay. and I know this is not our IFL podcast, but his nickname was the ghost. So I mean, yeah. no, come on. <laughs> the ghost of Jim Jess, the ghost of ghost Jim Jess, <laughs> uh, you know, walking through goalposts and we all fucking see it. Like mm-hmm. it's a fully formed, uh, uh, semi-transparent apparition walking through goalposts and a hundred thousand people see it. Mm. Like, would you go, okay, well, no, clearly. No. Really? What do you think's happening now? 
Uh, I mean, technology. I, exactly. I was at Coachella when the two pack hologram happened. I would assume that it was part of the entertainment. I think that's a bad example <laughs> because if there's a hundred thousand, <laughs> why would the AFL spend millions of dollars? <laughs> they can get any of the great players to ever play the game, and they get. I mean, dependable, but let's be honest, not exactly like a rock star, Jim the Ghost Jess. <laughs> But because of the wordplay, <laughs> if we're going to make somebody appear like a ghost, we're going to get Jim Jess. I, 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 yeah, okay, I agree with that part of it. But I, I would assume that at a big function like that, the size of the function would be the thing that made me most suspicious that it was a setup or a trick. Like, I think that's the wrong example. If I was at something like that and you see an apparition or you see, you think it's technology, it's a prank, it's part of the performance, it's like part of some big, you know, there's going to be like, Hamish and Andy are going to have some show in six months where they like reveal that they, you know, put this all together as like a giant prank on everybody. You know, that, that would be what I would imagine something like that. So I think that you're right about witnesses, but yeah. I think it would be more convincing if, say, there was like three or four of us just around in a room and then like the ghost of whatever appeared, sat in a chair and we could have like a conversation, you know, between a few people I trusted, like that you knew that it wasn't just you saying it, that everybody, you know, where you could just go, hang on, are we really like, and you could ask the ghost all the questions that you would want to ask the ghost to test it. You could like walk through it. And I think that that idea of if I saw it at the AFL grand final. <laughs> Sorry, don't just skip over the fact that you would want to walk through it. I mean, I don't know about like what you do in polite society when it comes to ghosts. I'm pretty sure you shouldn't just walk through a ghost. That seems very interesting. Well, if you don't want to be walked through, don't be a ghost. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like. Have Those a corporal body, right? Ever they want. It's not an invitation for you, you to just like with your living, your living gaze to just walk through a ghost. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, it is, mate. We. Uh, You're saying it was asking for it. The ghost. Was I grew. For I grew it. here. You flew here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's my right to walk through ghosts. Ghosts. That, that I have that on my car. Ghosts. Ghosts give way for me. <laughs> So, but all right, you, you said though you'd yeah. want to be able to ask it questions. If it was yes. just a fleeting glimpse, so let's say a mm. 10 second appearance. So no. that's like you and three Not mates, convinced. three dependable mates, sober. Mm. No one's, uh, no one's imbibed anything. So mm. you're in a straight uh, frame of mind. So probably none of your good mates then. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> unlike, unlikely scenario. Yeah. This is more <laughs> unlikely than ghosts appearing, but sure. Okay. And the ghost appears sitting in a chair for 10 seconds, it turns yes. and looks at you and it says, will but then it snaps out of mm-hmm. existence. Okay. Where, where do you place that in your realm of like, you didn't get well, to I turn everybody and I said, did, walk ev- through it like did everybody creep. just, did yeah, everybody just it. see that? We all saw it. What do you, th- what do you think that was? Um, I don't know, man. That fucking, that was, that was weird. That was weird, right? Did you, did you lace our, did you lace our food or anything? I mean, that would be my immediate thought is like, yeah. we've all eaten something. Did we go to lunch together? Have we all eaten the same thing? There's a gas leak in the apartment. Like, you know, <laughs> something like that. Like, yeah. These are all more logical explanations than the idea of ghosts has just appeared for 10 seconds and said, will. Because also, what's the point of that? Like, why is this ghost appearing for 10 seconds and then saying, will? If the idea is that ghosts haven't moved on because something's unresolved, like, is appearing for 10 seconds and saying my name going to in any way resolve anything? That's well, just maybe, fucking with me. Well, maybe like if, if ghosts are energy, mm-hmm. you know, like they are energy, energy doesn't, isn't destroyed. It just takes a new form. So our soul or whatever our mortal energy is, is transformed into this 
non-corporal being, mm-hmm. let's say that it requires energy for it to push through into our realm to yep. appear to you. And this guy, maybe it's a novice, just didn't have enough juice, like mm-hmm. ran out of bandwidth, whatever. So, like, he will, he will appear again. If this story was to continue, he'll appear again for mm-hmm. longer and maybe get a bit more out. But in this instance, he could only get out Will before he ran out of credit. Yeah, okay. Well, in that case, I'd just w- wait and see. Oh, really? Like, you would not yeah. immediately go, like, fuck I'd just be like, oh, well, that was okay. weird. One of your mates. If it happens again for, if it happens again for longer, I'll be convinced. But right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, let, me, mm-hmm. let, let me be the guy in your group who's like, no, we definitely, okay. saw, we definitely will. Well, like we have tripped before. That is not, I'm not tripping. Like there are other, every, there are other ways to know if you're tripping. Like this is the only thing that's happened. It's completely isolated. This one thing, you know, that that wasn't a hallucination, hallucination from drugs. Well, it doesn't have to be drugs. There's such a thing as collective delusion. Like there's 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 numerous historical examples. Well, let's go check the gas leak. All right. Yeah. Well, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. No gas leak. Will, we all saw exactly the same thing. It sat in that chair, it turned to you, and it said, Will. How do we all imagine that? I don't know, but there must be some explanation. Yeah, the explanation is it's a ghost. It was right there. Why would it only be there for 10 seconds? And why would it just say Will? Maybe it didn't have enough credit. It didn't even even recognize that guy. I don't know what you're talking like. Did it get the wrong Will? It's come through to the – it's been redirected to the wrong Will Anderson. It's got in the chair and said, Will, it spotted me and going, oh, no, I was thinking of Adam, Adam Hill. Sorry, I've completely got the wrong person. You need to take this seriously. We just had a very real – and mm. a very supernatural experience. It's like, we? and I'm now now I'm addressing the rest of the group, the other two guys. Yep. You guys saw that, right? They're nodding. You saw that. He turned his head and he said, "Will, yeah, yeah. What do you think happened?" And they're like, "I don't know, man. I don't know, man." So they're sort of like on the fence. Mm. How? Name me one other instance in which this has happened to you, where you have had a group hallucination that real. It was he was right in front of us, and then was not. Yeah, but group hallucination is a thing. Like it doesn't, you, it doesn't have to have happened before to happen this time. Like, well, hang on, group hallucinations. If you're under duress or you've been sort of like you're in some kind of cult, sure. But like, we were just just sitting around bullshitting, you know, occasionally watching stuff on TV. Like, what was the primer for us to have this hallucination? Um, well, probably just from the quick bing that I've done. Okay. Um, it is a, a shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder, which is okay. This is good because uh, this is the next thing that we'd do, right? You jump, you yeah. immediately jump online to say because <laughs> we're nerds. <laughs> Rather than solving the mystery of the ghost, we've gone. It sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to have to take a fucking st- a watch to a lighthouse. Let's just jump on Google and you. Okay, so, so here we go. A shared psychotic disorder is a rare type of mental illness in which a healthy person starts to take on the delusions of someone who has a psychotic disorder, such as schizophrenia. So my immediate uh, thing would be to point at you and say, you're a schizophrenic. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Get him, Sam. Stuttering Sam. <laughs> All right. So we Google it, and yep. you, uh, now you're just going to be firmly entrenched in the group delusion until you can speak to a, a medical professional, right? Well, I would imagine that this is, like either a group delusion or this is like, like I said, a gas leak or, you know, even though we've checked the gas in the apartment, doesn't mean that we don't know that there's not gas leaking into the building or something like that. Yes, something could have been laced. I probably would check to see if anybody else, like I think I probably would like Google 
did anybody else like, you know, just experience like it? Like, yeah, that sort of thing. Like in case there'd yeah. been some, you know, worldwide psyops kind of government program where they're just testing a, a group, of, a community to see how, how they respond to ghost projections. I, I guess the thing that would be more compelling to me is that I was listening to um, uh, Tim Urban, I think his name is. and oh, yeah, um, brother, right? Yeah, that's right. And he was just talking about Keith and Nicole. Great chat. Um, Tim Urban is just one of those people who writes about the world and, you know, history and how it's relevant today and all these sort of things. And he has this idea of that if human history is a thousand word, a thousand page book, we're currently on, you know, the thousandth page, but everything technological, everything that we consider, if you look at human beings, for the majority of that book, we haven't been living in the way that we have been living. This accelerated way we've gone from being, you know, hunters and gatherers and, you know, the way that we used to live our lives now with the technology and how rapidly it's all advancing. I mean, we've even seen it within our lifetimes, how much, you know, we substantially changed as what we are as human beings and the way we live our lives. Is that because we are getting closer and closer to this technology and if there is this idea that we can become you know, uploaded into technology. The technology will be the next step of who we are as Singularity. humans. It does then open up the idea of what is and isn't time and what is and isn't, a, you know, a simulation. Like if the idea is that we can become that, then the idea can also be that we are already that. Right. There would be more of me that would be willing to believe that that's some sort of glitch because where we are in our technological innovation, then then it's a ghost probably, I would have thought. If I was going to believe something that is far-fetched and science, you know, science fiction-y anyway, my, my gut would be, did we just take some step forward technologically worldwide? You know, did AI just advance in that moment? And that little glitch of what just happened there was – yeah, you know, something to do with the way that our world and our consciousnesses have adjusted in that moment. That would be probably, which is as far fetched as ghosts, probably. But yeah, I imagine that that's where my brain would rationalize it. I think that's how I would view it as well. Maybe not that specific, the simulation theory, but I've always thought, you know, if you believe in a multiverse or alternate timelines, like a, a, a kind of quantum sort of theory, a quantum mania, if you will, a quantum mania <laughs> that. <laughs> You would believe that there are multiple timelines. So if there was some way that they would clash into each other mm -hmm. and you would see something, that's why you might see someone like, you know, a Victorian in Victorian era clothes in the modern day because of timeline. That is a less scientific but a more credible uh, belief that I would have than someone dead has come back. I don't think the dead do come back, but I could believe that an alternate timeline or uh, some iteration of, of reality has clashed in on itself, which is, again, well, like you say, is just as far-fetched. But the truth is that there is a whole bunch of credible science around the idea that, as much as we can know these things, but there is a bunch of credible science around the idea that the linear way that we experience time is not necessarily the way that time operates, that all time might exist at once in a sense, or at least not in, the, yeah, not in the way that we yeah, understand time. So if the linear way that we understand time is not actually how all time is experienced or exists, the idea that we could see glimpses or glitches of it not being linear is, is not as surprising and is not as unscientific. I mean, that is a very basic understanding of what that concept actually means, but it would make more sense to me, I guess.
Yeah, it's funny. I I feel like you know I've read a lot about the box universe theory, and I'm like, it, it's it, as a theory, it's great, but it does not make me feel any less like existential despair about the meaningless of life in the universe, knowing that all this has happened, all that has happened has already happened. Like, you know, that the loves that you have, the things that you miss, the things you worry about, like it's all, it's all transient. It actually makes me feel worse because I can only perceive it in this very fucking narrow eight brain way, which is like a series of events collapsing in front of my eyes. I mean, I don't, I've heard so many people say, oh, it's reassuring to know that like, you know, time, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't start and end here. It's just like, it's all one event. It's like, yeah, but that's good if you could perceive it that way, but we can't, we can only experience it in a linear fashion. Yeah, absolutely. It's a terrifying concept. So I've got a <laughs> great concept for you. It's called God. I yeah. think you'll be very interested. Uh, um, I, uh, like I said, I've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries. Mm-hmm. And there's this great series. It's called Tales from the Territories. I think it's on SBS. Um, and it's all about the sort of smaller wrestling promotions that uh, came up before the WWE sort of took over everything. And they do this whole episode about the Andy Kaufman, um, Jerry Lawler oh, yes. uh, 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 shtick, which I only sort of knew about from The Man in the Moon, the, the Jim Carrey film. But that story, so I'm not sure if, how much you know about it, but Andy Kaufman had grown up being like a wrestling fan his whole life. And then, um, you know, when he became a comedian and then was on like the number one sitcom Taxi, he just started doing this thing at comedy clubs where he uh, claimed he was the number one intergender wrestler in the world. And he would challenge women, like insult women like a heel wrestling heel would at comedy clubs and invite them onto stage to wrestle him. And so... They heard about it in this tiny little, um, I think it was Mid-South, this wrestling promotion, Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett. And so they invited him down for what was meant to be this kind of like one-off thing. Um, But they built it up with like, you know, he would do promos and stuff like that. And he leaned into this sort of character of like, I'm a big sitcom star, I'm a Hollywood royalty, and you hicks down there with your no teeth, I could, you know, defeat any woman, blah, blah. And so he had like a couple of bouts. And there was one bout where this woman – actually almost pinned him, but, you know, he managed to get her at the very end. And so after that match, like Jerry Lawler said to him, this is fucking like that. I've never heard a pop for a heel like that. You've got to come back. We'll have a rematch. I'll train this woman up and we'll get you back down. And like, apparently he was, he was going back to the set of taxi and he was like, no, fuck yeah, let's do that. Like right now, I'd rather do that than do taxi. And so they trained this woman um, and she didn't pin him, but in the bout, Jerry Lawler, kind of shoves him and the crowd goes nuts. And that's how they said that whole thing that everyone knows the Dave Letterman appearance where he slapped him. And it was the greatest work in history, but it got me thinking watching it. I was like, Oh, this is so brilliant. And you can see that Andy Kaufman, what he appealed to him about being a heel. He even sort of says in this documentary, it's like I was watching wrestling growing up and there was this bad guy and he was just like getting the crowd all, all, all revved up. And I was like amazed by the fact that it was this performer who wanted you to hate him. That was his active role. Fucking hate me. But at the same time, you love him for it. And it's like, that's a, that's an amazing skill set to have. Like that's amazing control to have over an audience. And, you know, part of his philosophy with, you know, his sort of anti-comedy was like, I, I want to make people uncomfortable. I want, and so then like he sees kind of wrestling and, and when you watch the footage of it, you're like, oh my God, that does look like fun. Like he literally gets to go into this like live arena and just, 
aggravate a crowd. Like it seems like the most fun. And he's he's playing up the idea that I'm this kind of Hollywood star, I'm the sitcom star, and you people are beneath me, and I'm going to sue all of you, and blah blah blah. And I was like, fuck, okay. If I had to be a heel, like mm. if I had to be a heel, if I'm going to play something up, what would it be? And at first I was like, well, the obvious thing to do would be going and be like, be woke. You know, I'm probably sure there is already like a character like that is like, oh, I'm super woke or you'd be like a, you know, self-obsessed millennial or whatever. But then I was like, no, you've got to link it to your real personality. You've got uh-huh. to make it kind of feel real. So then I thought what I could be is the dude who can't stop talking. <laughs> he can't stop talking. <laughs> about- Regardless of the fact that he's wrestling. By yeah. the way, if it, if it feels like I'm moving at the moment, it's because my computer needs my cord to be plugged in, but I'll just keep talking to you while I do that. So, Well, this is, this is re- be reason, good for the video. Yeah, reason enough to get Patreon is you're watching Will in motion move from one side of his apartment to the other to plug his computer in. But I reckon I could make that work. Like I feel like if I had to become a WWE heel, then that's something that I could – because all you got to do is just go out there and amp up that version of yourself. So it's like I would get in the ring and I would start saying, like, you people, if I, you don't know anything. You wouldn't even know anything about the boy band Five. And then I start going – and as they're born, when I give a shit about Five, I'm like, you know what? Fucking they had three singles, blah, blah, blah. Jay went missing. He did, he did, I mean, and just never sh- shut up about these kind of really niche topics. Like, yes. do you think that that would get a crowd <laughs> offside? <laughs> offside? That I would. mean, if you look at the numbers of this podcast, yes, <laughs> I would say absolutely yes. So if you had to go, come up with a heel character, like mm. you had to just go out and just play up kind of a, a, a negative trait or a trait that could be reinterpreted negatively. Like, what's your heel gimmick? I mean, I think that the most obvious one, and this is what you were talking about before, which is like, what do you just go with the most obvious, you know, the easiest? I don't think that this is at my actual personality, but the thing that I would most get categorized by, you know, that sort of working class wrestling crowd, if you would, like, you know, if you were going to try to piss them off, you would like, you'd play the ABC intellectual card, you know, that you were like, you know, Chardonnay you were, sipping. You should. You're, yeah, very. You're, I would be yeah. out there. Like, I would have a latte in one hand <laughs> yeah. and a glass of Chardonnay in the other hand. Yeah. I would always talk about how I lived in the inner city and, like, you know, I voted green and I'd correct. I'd correct everyone's pronunciation. You know, yeah. when they were doing things, like it would all be about, like, you know, how I was. I was better than them that, you know, that like. You'd like, you'd acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which the wrestling match. Yeah, before that's place, right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'd take a knee for the victims of police brutality. Like just to, just play all the hits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Before we start this match, I need to defund the police guys. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get a little bit of mail to get through and yeah. then I think that'll, that'll do us for today. Um, uh, our, our regular mailbag is empty. We drained our sack, so to speak. Uh, so I'm going to dip into our Patreon messages. And if you want to support the show, Patreon is still the best way to do that. Patreon.com slash TOEFOP. We're putting up bonus content every fortnight. There's a bonus episode up there right now as we speak. Um, this is from Sam. He says, hey, guys, I bought Scotch fillet steak today. Wait, wait a minute. Sorry, I'm just reading an old message. <laughs> it sounds like a text message. All right. I bought Scotch fillet 
uh, steak today and reckon my old rubber boot would have been leaner. Why have all the vegan foods shifted to places where vegans will never go? It's tucked away where the least. Okay, so that was an old message he sent us. Mm. Um, he said, hey, guys, I'm sure you've been hit up about this already, but I couldn't rest letting it slide. DJ podcaster Andrew Levins was just on Josh Yell's pod, 100% pod, and mentioned that he's the official tour DJ for five. Yes, we did know that. And it actually ties in nicely to Patreon because, Will, you came up with an idea, which you can let us know in the messages on Twitter and Instagram if you would like this. Um, if we did a special, like, bonus episode for Patreon where we chat to Levens about his experiences touring with Five, is that something you would want to hear? Mm-hmm. Yes, let us know because I think that would be a good place for it. We could get Levens on. We could have, like, a deep dive into Five behind the paywall so that we can get – all the secrets. I think that's the, if we do it on the main podcast, I feel like there is an element of we're not going to be able to get to the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But I feel like if we went into the, you know, into the Patreon, we all know that that's, we can all keep secrets on the Patreon. You know, that's That's the special club where this is just information for us. It doesn't leak out. Uh, Okay. This is from Dick. Hey, Charlie. (laughs) I mean, I'm a child. I apologize, Dick. Like, I really, I shouldn't laugh. I mean, you are a Patreon subscriber. You supported us at the top tier, and I'm laughing because your name's Dick, unless it's a pseudonym, because I won't say your last name, but I mean, it could be a pseudonym. If it's not, then good luck to you, Dick. Hey, Charlie, I've been listening from Ep 10, and I finally joined the Patreon. Sorry for not sticking around at the top tier, but keen to show that poster off and we'll hang around on the lower tiers. Thank you for all the last. Um, I'll send a real message soon and some stories to share. Okay, Dick, great. That's a, a good reminder for everyone out there. If you do sign up at our top tier on Patreon, you can win an autographed tour poster uh, from Will and I. Um, yeah, and okay. when, when Charlie says win, you just get. You get. You don't go into a competition. Well, I guess you've paid you don't get the opportunity to win it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's not winning. Like, that, like you're in the shop. Like, uh, Gemma, I won some bread at the bakery. I gave them some money and they gave me some bread. I won it. Uh, this is from an American res- listener, uh, Jared. I uh, love the show. It's one of my highlights of the week. You're talking about the billy cart races. Remember we talked about that, uh, how my dad yes. is like a billy cart race. Um, reminds me of the outhouse races that occur every year in my home state of Pennsylvania in the USA. In the small town of Dushaw, PA, they do this competition every year. I've attached a couple of links below. We're not going to look at that. I also want to comment on the Bishop Sycamore scandal you talk about. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The footy team that were yep. all like grown men and uh, playing in mm-hmm. the high school football league. Scandal is very confusing for people with functioning governments. The bottom line is Republicans want to privatize everything, including education. In the US, anyone can create a charter school, and most are online. Literally anyone. And this applies from primary to secondary school. I think we kind of speculated that's what was going on, right? Mm-hmm. If a student decides to go to this school, the tax dollars then go to the charter school, right? A lot of for-profit companies created these online charter schools because they get the same amount of money per student with a lot less overhead. Bishop Sycamore is not the first or last created and uh, that quickly closed because these schools are considered private and are not required in most states to follow state education mm-hmm. standards. How that can that be fucking legal? Well, I mean, the guy who ran Trump University ended up president, so I yeah. feel like that's... That's this is how. where we're launching Hospitalooza. Like, we have to launch Hospitalooza in America. They'll fucking pay for anything. So what standards do they need to follow? Well, instead of having someone from that state's Department of Education, they only need to be assessed by uh, a non-profit. So many of these charter schools establish their own non-profit to inspect or assess themselves. I love that. An internal <laughs> review. We do internal reviews of TOEFL all the time, and guess what? Shit's great. <laughs> we're fucking awesome. 
in some of these charter schools, uh, they're religious based. So basically, mm. tax dollars go to support religious religious indoctrination, and that's the United States education system in a nutshell. I might shed some light on why the, it might shed some light on the US is falling apart. Uh, thank you, Jared. Last one here from um, Kaz. Uh, oh no, she's just sending us a photo of <laughs> Steve Irwin in casual clothes because that was. <laughs> Uh, that had us confused for a while. Um, okay, this is Matthew, and we'll finish on this one. Hello there. Wow, I've written to you a lot lately. I just saw my history. I wonder if you've read any of it. Chances are, no. I'm sorry, Matthew. I just heard episode 402 where you discussed Vaclav Vartor, who ate the most pancakes at Charlie's oh, yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Charlie suggested the name could be a pseudonym. Surprisingly, Vaclav Vartor is an anagram for a baklava or TV. Decisions he's forced to make on a Friday night? Question mark. <laughs> Baklava being a layered pastry from Turkey. Yes, yeah. we, 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 we. I know. I know what a baklava <laughs> is, and I. Did you also explain TV? Like we were both idiots as well. Like, I, I, like, why can't you have baklava and TV? Why do you need to make a choice between the two? I like to that it's like oh this I I thought what we was going to do is help solve the mystery but it's just come up with a more confusing anagram a baklava or TV I mean uh, it does, you're right it doesn't actually like clear it up at all help. does it doesn't <laughs> no oh I guess what he's saying is because we speculated that I yeah. thought it might have been a Turkish name he said baklava yes. is from Turkey so maybe maybe. Like there, in the world of quantum uh, mechanics and multiverses, there is a universe where that is what happened. <laughs> a guy yeah. with the name a baklava or TV. <laughs> I mean, it'd, it'd be amazing or... if, in a twist to the end of this episode, we discovered that um, what was his name again? What was the name uh, of the guy originally? Matthew. Baklava or TV? Oh, ba- no, Vaklov Bartol. If we discovered that Vaklov Bartol was a ghost. <laughs> like oh, it's funny you know 200 years ago there was a guy here who worked here called Vaklov Bartor that's great storytelling uh yes yeah, so you can support us on the patreon it's the best way to do that you can also check out our highlights tofop tv we're also on twitter and instagram at tofop will you got shows to promote I'm on tour. Uh, well, Lemonade is the name of the show. It's coming to most capital cities in Australia and then probably some other places as well, but comedy.com.au for all the details. My book is called I Am Not Fine, Thanks, and last year's show, Logical, is for free on ABC iView if you want to check that out. And go to tofop.com to listen to all other other great podcasts, including Fofop and Two Guys, One Cup. The summer series is almost coming to an end. Just a few more guests to bring on before Will and I are back for the season proper. But for now, play on, not 15. Oh, I mean, oh, no, that's, a, that's, that's not this podcast. <laughs> you responded, though. We did the call and response. It just happened. I was halfway through and I was like, what is happening? What are, what are we doing? Now? You're a pro, though. You just roll with it. I love the way you just, I mean, what do they call it when the dog's the dog saliva with the Pavlovian response? I had a Baklavian response. Uh, for anyone who's not aware, that is how we sign off to you guys one cup. This is not to you guys one cup. This is Tofop, apparently. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Ball! Yeah.